0: Welcome to Empath, conversations and intentions around meaningful marketing for soulful, sensitive, empathic entrepreneurs. Join me, the feral writer, to talk with truth and texture about creativity from the heart space, marketing with meaning and emotion. This is Empath. Hi guys, and welcome back to Empath. Commanding creativity. Where do you get your ideas from? People are always asking me, what inspires me? Where I get my ideas from and how I get inspiration. So it's something I really want to talk about today because for me, it's not about getting inspiration from Instagram or from my industry. These are places that I don't go to get inspiration. I know that we have an inbuilt intrinsic well of ideas and inspiration running through us all the time. So it's knowing how to tap into this. People often say, how do you not run out of ideas? You know, how do you stop that well from running dry? But truthfully, I think creativity is like a muscle. And the more we work it, the stronger it becomes. It's actually quite hard to run out of ideas. People that often think that way, they come from like a lack mentality where... They're not used to just that trust. The more you get ideas and inspiration, the more you work that muscle, the more you will find that the ideas flow and creativity will follow you wherever you go. But it's taking that time and I find that the best way to get creative involves switching off from all digital devices. You will rarely find me on a phone, a laptop, etc. because I want to be sort of as pure as possible, so to speak, when it comes to how I get my creative downloads. I know I'm much more likely to get creative if I get away from all that stuff and I get out in nature and I sit on the sidelines a little bit more, which is why I schedule creative time every single week in my life. We've got a joke, my husband and I, about how often it looks like I'm doing nothing. But usually those moments of nothing are actually moments of something And that something is often something quite special. So today I'm sharing with you 10 ideas for how I command creativity. Quite literally, where I go to get inspired. I don't consider it that I'm getting inspiration from these places. Like I don't go there thinking, hmm, I'm going to go and get some inspiration today. I just go there. Like going to the gym. So let's say you go to the gym. When you're in the gym, it's just part of your weekly routine. You're very unlikely to be doing weights thinking, I'm going to get a six-pack, I'm going to get toned and slim. And yes, you probably will get those things if you do it repeatedly and you build up that muscle and it's regular, etc. However, when you're at the gym in the week to week, in the day to day, you're not thinking about, you know, the results or your body or whatever. You're just doing the doing, going about your day to day routine. And little by little, these little actions turn into something bigger. They build into what you want to become. And so for me, creativity is just like that. And I want you to consider the ideas that I'm giving you today as part of a routine, part of a, you know, virtual muscle lifting, weight lifting for inspiration session. That You're literally going to work that muscle, not thinking about the results. Don't go to these things expecting a six pack. Go to them and just be open, open to the inspiration. Open to what comes, and know that it's not these moments that give you the ideas. It's showing up to these moments that gives you the ideas. It's turning up and showing up and honouring your creativity and trusting what comes. Trusting that what you invite in in these moments, because it's stillness, is these moments of stillness, which is where inspiration lives. And the ideas that I'm going to share with you, it's about weaving them into your week, weaving them into your lifestyle, rather than showing up in order to be inspired, just know that working these like a muscle will increase your creativity tenfold. So here are my simple but extremely effective ways to get inspiration and get creative on demand. Number one is swimming. I love to swim. The best thing is sea swimming. Getting out in the ocean does wonders for the mind and is amazing for creative ideas. Often not when you're in the water, because when you're in the water, especially in the winter, sometimes it's hard to think about anything other than the fact that you're freezing in the water. But when you get out, everything feels amazing and you see things differently. I believe you see things differently from the water as well as from the land when you come out of the water. However, I know not everybody can get to the beach. And actually, I would argue that swimming in a swimming pool is just as powerful. It's different. But I get quite a lot of ideas and inspiration and creative space from going every week to my local pool. I go for a swim. I sit in the steam room. I go in the sauna. They've got a little chair that bubbles. And it's not like a hot tub because there's no heat, but you sit on the chair and it just bubbles. And there's something about that. In fact, I now associate that chair with creative time. <laughs> I literally go to my local pool just to sit on the bubble chair. But I go and sit on that bubble chair and I know that ideas are going to arise from this. And it's about taking that space, closing my eyes and being present in the moment, feeling a different rhythm, which is very involved with that feeling of the bubbles on you or feeling a different heat on your skin. Or often I've been in the sauna and I've heard so many conversations around me that have inspired ideas because it's not just about that solitude, it's also about that sense of community and having your ear on the ground, hearing what people are talking about what people are talking about on the news, what people are talking about in their lives. I find that there's a very different generation that go to my pool than me, a younger generation. And I've learned so much from listening to their conversations in that sauna and how they talk and how they communicate and what they're interested in. It's always fascinating, but it is that time alone as well. So definitely, definitely going swimming. And as a side note to that, I would say going to a spa I realise this is all sounding a bit bougie, and I don't go to a spa very often, but I do love to go to a spa, and it doesn't always mean having loads of treatments. I go to an amazing spa in the countryside, and a big part of it for me is walking down to the water. It's about swimming, it's about sitting by the open fire, drinking coffee, and thinking, and I have an away day with myself every quarter at this spa. I very rarely go there and have treatments, but if I do, then massage is another thing that I find really helps with inspiration. There's something about getting into that zone and there's a lot of trust when you're having a massage from someone. You know, you are very vulnerable in a physical capacity and I think accessing that vulnerability sometimes is where our greatest ideas come from. So I am a big advocate of massage, spa days and swimming in general. The second idea I want to talk about is music. If I could only pick one thing that inspires me most. I would be hard pushed to choose between this and another one coming up in a minute. Music massively inspires me and has done all my life. So I find that listening to music and I listen to it every day. I listen to it when I'm driving, I listen to it when I'm walking, I listen to it when I'm running, I listen to it on the school run, I listen to it when I'm doing housework, I listen to it when I work. It doesn't affect me. Like, you know, I know some people can't work with music on. Music inspires me in a way that you couldn't even imagine. The beat, the lyrics, the concepts, the mood, the emotion that a song can create. And quite often, some of my best content comes from a piece of music that's inspired me. And that can be anything. I've been inspired by classical music. I've been inspired by punk rock. I've been inspired by heavy metal. You know, anything goes. I get inspired probably most of all by rap music. If you think about it, rappers are lyricists. They are wordsmiths themselves. So I learn a lot and I have learned a lot about rhythm in writing through listening to rap music. I love music and I think that it's one of the best things you can do is listen to music and listen to music that's not your genre. You know, if you like pop, try listening to rock. If you like classical, try listening to death metal and just see what it does for you because you will find so much inspiration in places that you wouldn't expect to find them when you push yourself out of your comfort zone musically and creatively. Next up is running. I love to run. Recently, not so much because I hurt my back, but when I run, I feel so free and I'm open to all my senses. I'm feeling the ground beneath my feet. I'm listening to music, or sometimes I'm just listening to the nature around me. I am looking out at the ocean. I can feel the sea salt wind on my face. All of these things are building that creative muscle opening you up to what's around you. You know, when do you look up and look at what's around you? And on a run, you can't not. You'd be surprised how many people I run past who are head down on the cliff path on their mobile phones. And if they looked up, they would see the most amazing sunset. Yet often, they look up to get a selfie of it or a picture of it, and then they are straight back into their phones. They're missing out on life. Like I said at the beginning, you won't find your ideas on Instagram don't get me wrong, you'll find some ideas on Instagram. But that's why so many people copy each other. That's why so much content is no longer authentic, because people are looking externally rather than internally. If in doubt, get your running shoes on and just go out. Even if it's just for 10 minutes, you might be surprised what you find. The next one is journaling. This is the other one that is up there with music for me. I think journaling might even just edge it. I get more creative ideas and more magic from my journal than from any other thing that I do because I'm in the moment and I'm tapping into my innate wisdom and my my creativity, my inner creativity that lies within all of us. But we're so surface level all of the time, quite often we're looking at marketing and sales and consumerism, what we're buying, our to-do list, what we've got to tick off. We're not getting beneath the depths. If we're just looking at what we're doing for the day, what we're buying, who we're meeting, what appointments we've got, when the school run is, you know, the mundane. To get past that, I think journaling really helps us. It helps us unearth what's inside. And sometimes 80% of what I write in the journal is kind of just waffle, really, and I'm just getting to the root of it. But when I get to the root of it, I've struck gold. And you don't need to strike gold very often for it to work. If you've ever done one of my courses, if you've ever been a member of my membership, If you're listening to this podcast right now, every single one of those things came out of my journal. And so in the long run, it worked out. And yes, there's stuff in there that talks about other things that probably aren't relevant that, you know, should end up on the cutting room floor. But the journal is not just there for what I'm going to create. It's not just there for the ultimate creation. It's not just there for the six pack that we talked about. I'm building the muscle. Every day I write in my journal, I'm building the muscle. And That's what it's all about for me. Turning up, honouring my thoughts, honouring my emotions, holding space for my ideas and knowing that there's magic in those ideas. So journaling, if you only do one thing, that should be the one that you do. Number five, I think, I don't know where I am, but I think I'm on number five, is dog walking. Simple, but so powerful. Going out with my dogs is my time away from my clients, from my inbox, from my social media content, from my from my life really. I step outside of everything and I just walk and it's just me and them, their paws, my feet, all finding a rhythm. And it's not the sort of thing I can do where I can, I have to be quite present because my dogs are small and feisty. You know what they say, like dog like owner. I need to be present because if my dog sees a cat, everyone knows about it. If my dog sees another dog, everyone knows about it. So I have to be present. But that's kind of the best way because you'd be surprised how when being present on something, you get amazing ideas. You know, some of the best things I've found for creativity have been like mindful activities. Like if you've ever done the washing up in your kitchen and really been present, not listening to a podcast, not doing anything, just being present on the washing up. It's just the most incredible experience. You can make everything feel different if you're in the moment. And although in that moment, you might not be thinking about creative ideas. The results afterwards, like we talked about being in the ocean, are incredible. So, going out with my dogs, you know, feeling the elements, going out in wind, in rain, in thunder, in lightning, in scorching sunshine, whatever it is, we go out. It's good for us mentally, it's good for us emotionally, it's good for us creatively. Their paws, my feet, we just keep the rhythm. We are walked together as a pack. It's good for all of us, and actually, I think that's one of the best things you can do for yourself: is get out on a dog walk. You know, it's just so brilliant for you, and it really opens your mind. The next one is showers. Everyone that knows me knows I'm massive of having showers. I shower in the dark. I often eat chocolate in the shower. I shower for creativity and I get some of my best ideas in the shower. I quite often have tried to tell my accountant that my water bill should be assigned to my business because I will often have my meetings in the shower, not with my customers, but obviously, (laughs) but with myself. If I'm working on a marketing campaign for someone, I need that time in the shower. And it's just me, the feeling of the water, the heat, the steam, the sense of the shower because I have oils and things and I'm just getting in the zone and I'm getting away from the world. And it's just that getting away, just that switching off, just that intentional space that often brings the best dose of inspiration. Next up is astrology. For anyone that doesn't know, I'm learning astrology at the moment and I'm really passionate about it as a hobby. It's not a work thing. For me, it's a um, passion thing and I absolutely adore it. But I've learned so much through astrology about myself. About the opportunities universally, about different energy. And I'm using a lot of this knowledge in how I work because I can learn from different planets and different aspects in astrology how to apply that in my projects. So I've learned so much from astrology, and it might not be astrology for you. I'm not telling everyone to go out and listen to astrology, it's not for everyone. But whatever your thing is, what lights you up? What do you like to do for nothing? What would you like to do if you had? three hours to yourself right now? Would you play tennis? Would you read about a topic you love? Would you sign up to a course on pottery or something? Would you paint? Whatever it is for you. Politics, maybe you're interested in politics or crime. I know loads of people that listen to crime podcasts and things like that. What is it that you're interested in? Go and tap into that. Even though it feels like it's nothing to do with your work, you'd be surprised how that will impact your work. That knowledge will enrich your work. People always think you've got to go to your industry for ideas, but I never look at my industry for ideas because my industry do things the way they've always done things. And in order to get true inspiration and be innovative, you need to look outside of your industry. You need to look at other industries, but also you need to look inside yourself rather than looking at what the next door neighbour is doing. Next up is poetry. I love poetry. I love to write it. I love to read it. I love digging out old volumes. I've got some very lovely, rare, unique poetry books. I love to dip into them for inspiration. Open them at any page. See what comes up. Pick up for a new volume. Read it. Go to a bookshop for an afternoon. Look through the poetry there. You'd be surprised what you can find in a bookshop in a nice old volume of poetry. I love to write my own poetry, to give myself a topic that's nothing to do with work. I will say the topic could be summer, or the topic could be oak tree, and just see what I come up with, see what comes naturally for me, and often the art of that will inspire my work. It doesn't mean I use that piece of poetry, although quite often I do use the poetry I write in my content, but it just means I'm working that creative muscle. I'm showing up for my creativity in multidimensional ways that will impact me in the long run. Remember, like the gym, we're working that muscle for the future, not for the imminent present. Number nine is people watching. I think you can get a lot from people watching, and I love nothing more than to sit in a local cafe, a pavement cafe, and watch the people going past, or listen to the people in the cafe. The conversations around me, what are they talking about? Often it's the small chit chat which has the most Interesting insights within it. So, I love to watch how people look, see how they interact, see how they speak, and also witness their agendas. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but a lot of people have got agendas. And once you start realizing these and recognizing these, it becomes really fascinating to watch them unfold. Because once you understand agenda, you can start to understand human behavior. And human behavior is all linked to marketing, it's all linked to how people buy how people believe, how they relate, where the relationships come from. I um, watched some old people in a cafe this morning, and I could see the interesting way they were communicating. You're picking up on the subliminal. You're picking up on what they're not saying. You're picking up on what they're actually saying. You know they've got some kind of history. And it's listening to that, listening to what they're saying, what they're sharing, but also what they're not saying, body language, things like that. I love to watch it unfold and I take more from watching and listening to other people, real people, not, you know, I'm sure you can actually get inspiration from watching TV programs and things, but I don't really watch a lot of television. Um, But that sort of thing, watching how people act and interact in the real world. Even television programs are based on that. They've obviously watched and mirrored real people in order to get to that point. But I love to learn from that day-to-day connection between real people in the street. And then last of all, number 10 is dancing. I love to dance. I don't go to any dance classes or anything like that. But for me, it's about dancing at home in my kitchen. You will find me most nights when I clean the kitchen, turning it into a dance routine. And often I'm on my own the girls are ready for bed, everything's settled and I will put my headphones in and I will dance and it's magic. The sun sets through my kitchen window and as the sun is setting I dance and I make up something different every time and it's completely abstract and it's usually to something like Taylor Swift. (laughs) Now I absolutely love it. I just get completely immersed in the moment But there's something about moving your body and that could be dance, that could be exercise or fitness, that could be Something unique to you, gymnastics, football, anything you choose. But for me, it's dance. And I've always loved it, moving my body through the way the song makes me feel emotionally. I love to do that. It fills me with joy. And ultimately, joy is where the inspiration is. The better I feel, the better the ideas, the flow. It's all about flow and unlocking that flow and working that muscle. You know, your creativity lies within you intrinsically. And so my advice to you today is to understand that, that creativity is infinite, but it needs to be worked like a muscle. So put your creativity on your calendar and show up to it and don't feel guilty for it. Don't feel guilty for doing what you love and showing up for yourself. We always finish each episode with an intention. So today's intention is how can you get more creative? How can you honor your creativity? What can you do for yourself that lights you up and will open you up to what is inside waiting to come out? And remember, guys, whatever you do, all you've got to be is true. Thank you for listening to Empath, the podcast for meaningful marketing for soulful creatives. If you want more from me, head to my website, jesscollins.co.uk and check out my membership community, Empress, where you will find a community of heart-centered creatives, The Empress Practice, my signature seven chapters of soulful marketing and weekly live sessions, from soul goal setting to journaling and personal access to me. The doors are currently open. Be sure to message me on Instagram at The Feral Writer to let me know how you found this episode. Take care and I'll be back next week.